0: Welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, but today I actually have a co host with me, and she's been on the show before. And what is so cool is that she talks about brain health, aging, all these different things. So I thought she would make a great co host. So, once again, I'm doing a four part series. And I brought on Janet Rich Pittman to discuss different articles. And the article that we're discussing today is how the aging brain affects thinking. So Janet, I'm so glad that you're here again.
1: I'm so excited to be together, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me and it's so good to be with your listeners.
0: Yes. And I'm sure that, you know, I just, I just can't wait to dive into this. Um, let me set my timer real quick. We're being real informal today. I have this cute little timer for the people who are listening. You won't be able to see it, but the people who are watching the video, I have this little timer that tells me visually when it's time to start wrapping up. So I'm going to put that down. We're trying something new and that is doing videos along with the audio and the videos will be hosted on YouTube. Okay. So tell us a little bit,
1: Janet, about this article that you picked out today. How the aging brain affects thinking. Actually, Kathy, it talks about how the older we get, sometimes the the more difficult we have. I do for sure.
0: (laughs) I have difficulty. I'm getting old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have difficulty in in instant retrieval, right? And learning new things and creating new memories and, and improving our vocabulary and just instant recall. I mean, it gets harder, harder and harder. Finding new words. My mother all the time is just having trouble continuing her sentences.
0: Oh my gosh. For me, it's names and nouns. Like, okay, you know, the thing that you, you know, you eat on, you put plates and for, oh, table, that's the word I'm looking for. That kind of thing, right?
1: Right. Well, and you know, you've got two different things going on there. So with the names issue, the reason why you don't remember a name is just because they're not that important to you. And, (laughs) And because, because at the time, no, no, truly, you just didn't have a mental connection to emotionally make yourself remember the name. Now, the table issue, though, it's sitting right in front of you, and you can't find the word to describe the thing in front of you. that we gotta, we got That's something we need to think about a little bit stronger. We need to see you know, exactly what's going on in our brain and why can I not remember the name for the table. And that's because a couple of reasons. Um, you may be really tired. It's going to be hard. Maybe the food you've eaten. It's going to be hard to, to digest to get the nutrients up into your brain. So, those are the two top issues that I tackle every time that people come to me and say, I can't remember things. After we divulge and divide up what they can and cannot remember, you know, and divide it and get into the, oh, that's not important pile. And oh, this is important pile. Then, after we get the important pile, then we develop a strategy to figure out exactly why we can't remember. So, wow. a couple of things you might want to look for, Kathy just make sure you get your sleep. Yes. And, and make sure you get, you eat good, you eat right, eat clean. And what is clean? Clean is no processed
0: foods. Oh, that cool. is so hard. Clean, yeah. It is so hard to eat clean. I mean, come on. Does that mean that I have to cook like my grandma did?
1: Well, and even grandmother didn't cook as good as she should have probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And Dr. Hyman, he's a, a GP, a general practitioner, and he, he does a lot of physical therapy work but as well he does dementia work dementia prevention and dementia reversal work he's known he's a toxin guru but he says that if it can go if the food you eat can go bad then it's good for you mm. so, so when you're eating you're eating clean that's the whole concept right so i guess whole whole
0: and fresh twinkies you know that last 400 years should probably
1: i shouldn't probably eat those Th- that's exactly right. I mean, your <laughs> your brain can't get rid of it, right? Your brain can't digest it. Your brain can't break it down, right? So right. that's that's a key. Now back to this article, it it does kind of tell you some some things that ha- that happen as you get older. But you know, you can stop it and you can prevent it from happening. You mm-hmm. just got to eat clean and you've got to exercise and you've got to sleep well. You've got to get hard. Your, you've got to get your sleep, especially for us going. Type A women who are going 90 to nothing, always trying to find one more thing to get to our listeners, to get to our viewers, to help us, to help them, to help us help them. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, yes, actually sleep is hard, but we've got to, we've got to make time for it. We've got to, it's the number one thing for your, well, I won't say the number one, but in synchronization for your brain, you got to get your sleep. Right.
0: Well, let's go back to the beginning of the article. It said that there are a couple of things that are kind of normal, or common, and that is increased difficulty finding words and recalling names. That That's my thing. More problems with multitasking, and I used to be really good at that when I was younger. Not so much anymore. The mild decreases in the ability to pay attention. and So I am having a hard time paying attention, but I don't think that's from age. I think that is actually from today's lifestyle, you know, with the Facebook and the television and the, I don't know, just... Everything's so fast, it's hard to pay attention.
1: That's exactly right. It's very difficult to keep focused. You've got so much gnawing at you for your attention. And so it's difficult to hone in and concentrate and be focused. And and that's I know we're talking about retirement and we're talking about as we age and helping us age correctly. But, you know, that's a big ADD problem with our developing children, right, and their developing brains. We won't get into that, but just making that connection there. And it also, the article also talks, Kathy, about the older brain and, and what to expect in regard to like certain parts shrink. And right. how do our brains shrink? I mean, that's well, crazy because we're not, we're not feeding it correctly. Right. Um, that's why do our muscles shrink? Right. Why do, why do the bicep, why do your biceps shrink? Why do women and men have the, the, the flapping bat wings, right? <laughs> <what I> <laughs> the flapping bat rings on their under underarms. You know, we just don't use our muscles enough. And so it's kind of the same consequence with the brain. The older we get, we don't use it enough. We don't have that challenge enough. Now, the regeneration process, we have a, somewhat of a net deficit, right, in brain production. So that's why we've got to really hone in on our brain health to make sure we're producing good, proper strong healthy brain cells so that we can fight that degeneration that natural degeneration
0: right there was also um it said in certain brain regions communication between neurons can be reduced i'm not sure what they're talking about on that is is that what they're talking about with synapses or or you know how they say that if you learn something new it helps strengthen The the like if you learn
1: the more you learn the easier it is to learn. Right, that's exactly right. So we have three main brain cells, right? We have our snaps. People call them synapses, but snaps. That's gosh, I'm giving this speech to all these doctors (laughs) one day. This is a funny story, real quick. Giving this speech to all these doctors one day, and I was saying snaps. You know, I mean, no, I was saying schnapps. And um, oh, schnapps! I like schnapps. schnapps. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And um, it was so funny, and I was so I was so important, and I was just so you know, focus and giving that my best, absolute best. And so when the speech was up, this very lovely gentleman come up to me, comes up to me and he says, "Um, Miss Rich, I'd like to let you know, it's called snaps. It's like, oh my gosh. I was so embarrassed. So it's not synapse? Um, He said snaps. Snaps. Synapse, yeah. So uh, you know what? We all know what we're talking about, right? These are the connecting cells between our neurons, right? Our neurons run on electricity, and we've got to have something to keep to spark them in op- in operation and to keep them flowing and snaps do that snaps connect them snap snaps snap synapses, right. <laughs> and they keep them flowing, right? And then that, so those are the two cells, two, two major cells, brain cells. We've got the snaps and the, well, first of all, the neurons to make us think. And then the connecting cell, the snaps. Then we also have glia cells, glia or glial cells. And those are the supporting mechanisms, the supporting cells that direct and focus our train of thought. So when our glia cells are maybe weak in a certain section, that's when our thought can't make it Oh. it kind of comes to a stop so and our, our glia cells they're the they're the maids of our brain they're the police they're the traffic cops they're they're the the they firing squad business. they take care of business that's right they give us direction focus and they redirect and direct and so yes so those are the three main brain cells mm-hmm. so when it says here that we've got certain regions of the brain we're, we're not communicating that's what's happening our thought can't go forward because we've got some weak cells in 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 the front and that's when right? i can't so,
0: remember the word table that's exactly
1: right that's mm. exactly right so now you've got to go through that your your snot your your neurons are going through your mental filing cabinet and going into um file door b seven sixteen hundred and You know, color number magenta trying to figure out the word table Mm. (laughs) that's right and it just takes a little bit longer to do that right plus you're not letting it go to that proper file cabinet because you've got a million and ten other things on your mind right we can really only remember two things at once and then basically seven things in a group Mm -hmm. and then we have to start physically figuring out okay now we have to find we have to find find items to jiggle jiggle our memory okay so we can only remember two things that instantly and really it's hard to even remember two things at the same time i agree and and then of those two things that's in a bucket of seven so seven things that are kind of swimming around in our head and then that's when we have to go back and fish for the other items mm. to help us get our memory continuing and, and
0: maybe the reason why we don't remember names is because we never actually put it in the file cabinet
1: that's exactly right. Okay, now why don't we put it in the file cabinet? We
0: weren't listening. We were, you know, thinking about what was going on in the
1: room or whatever. That's exactly right. And, and two, it doesn't, we didn't have an emotional attachment, an emotional attachment to that name. We didn't use that name. We didn't have an emotional attachment. Mm -hmm. We didn't, and we didn't force ourselves to remember it. Right. 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 If we, if we force ourselves and then if we, and forcing means we go over it in our mind, maybe two or three times, and then we regurgitate it back. We say, oh, well, Sally, it was so nice to meet you. Now, Sally, is that a family name? Now, are you named after your mom? Because really, you don't see too many Sallys around, right? You said it three times. So it's like, ding, 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 ding. You're hitting your head up against the wall to remember Sally. That, right, like right, our name right 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 so yeah
0: it's i've been trying good.
1: that and it actually does work
0: i i have been remembering names better than i used to okay oh the fourth one that they talked about uh, as far as the changes go in your brain is inflammation and the more research i do the more i'm finding that inflammation is like the worst thing that you can that you can have. Like it causes all kinds of problems, not just with your brain, but the rest of your body too.
1: Right. Exactly. It's just, your immune system has gone haywire. And so over the years when we eat bad and when we don't get any exercise and when we are not really using our brains, not learning new things, Mm -hmm. not exercising our brain as well as our body um, and we get sick. And then we, again, we, continue not to eat well it kind of festers and it molds and it spurs and it grows and we have a small grind of inflammation going on in our body and it first starts in our gut and then it moves around to other parts of our bodies wherever we have our we have weak dna so to speak and and that's eventually if it doesn't get any other parts of our bodies then it'll it eventually ends up in our brain and that's when that hyperinflammation, inflammation chronic hyperinflammation, will eat away our brain cells and that's it eats away our neurons. Right. It eats away the it eats away the glia cells. Remember, we talked about the three cells: uh-huh. the the neurons, the synapse, um, the synapse, or the glia cells. It eats away the glia cells, so the glia cells can't direct and focus. And they can't eventually, do their job. right, they can't do the job. And eventually, it'll eat up the synapse, and then the neuron will shrivel up and die. Mm. So, consequently, that's what happens to our brain cells. That is not good. Oh, and you know another
0: thing this said is that. People with more education seem to have more cognitive reserve than others. So, but I know people who have PhDs that have wound up with dementia, but this article says that dementia is different than the normal aging that you and I are talking about.
1: Right. It's the inflammation, though, that that eats up. And it's a combination of the PhD, maybe like Ronald Reagan was a sugar fiend, right? So super well educated, but constantly had a hyper supply of sugar and the sugar is what ate up the neurons, eventually Mm. ate up the neurons. So yes, but a reserve um, education is a, and a preventative measure really for, for dementia, different types of dementia, Alzheimer's particularly, you know, I was there was a study that came out just last week about this about the reserve. I tried to find it, and I before we, we came together, and I, I've mean, misfiled it. I couldn't couldn't locate it. Is that you the know, David Snowden PhD? Well, no, he no. is the one. I, he's the one I wanted to talk about because oh. it was almost twenty years ago he came out with a a group of we uh, came out with a number of different studies, but he studied almost a thousand nuns in the Midwest oh nuns like as in catholic nuns catholic
0: nuns oh right
1: And, and basically what was so wonderful about this study was there, there were no variables. They, they, the variables were very low because they all pretty much had the same type of lifestyle, right? right. They ate the same food. They nice. got the same. That's right. They, they prayed at the same time and that they, they're, they're different. There really wasn't much different about them. I mean, they were the same thing. They bathed at the same time. They, I mean, everything was pretty much consistent. Um, but their DNA and their education levels. Oh right some were a little more educated than others and so those that had alzheimer's he compared they all donated all these nuns when the study donated their brains because you could really only understand what type of dementia you have after you know postmortem right. postmortem and so uh, the analysis and and he came out with the study and said look if you alzheimer everybody's honing in on neurofibrillary tangles and and beta amyloid plaques as the culprit and the cause well well, he came and said, no, no, it's not really the fact, because the people who, who, who had dementia and the people, who, the nuns who had dementia and the nuns who didn't have dementia, they both had the same amount. Right. And so you got to look for something else. And so what he did find was the education level, that that those who were a little more book educated um, so had should, a little more reserve. We should all go back to school. You know what? School or, or put yourself through school, right? Figure out why the War of 1812 happened and why if it wasn't for mobile alabama we'd still be in british rule (laughs) exactly (laughs) this you know the battle of mobile bay in the war of 1812 so little things like that when you can educate yourself and that's why you know kathy everybody says oh reading i've got to read that'll help my brain well yes but not really explaining
0: something to other people maybe reading it so that you can explain it right
1: that's exactly right. You read it for a purpose, right? Just knowing the current events, well, okay, that's fine. You know, we we bombed Iran or um, the Dow was up, good yesterday. Okay, fine, but but you don't really apply that, right? Mm-hmm. When you apply your knowledge and when you re- regurgitate that knowledge, like you were just saying, that's when reading becomes extraordinarily right. helpful.
0: Right. Okay. So the next part of the article talked about how brain cells work. I mean, it talks about brain regions, but. Eh, it's but the the part about how brain cells work, it said that there are three important processes that the brain does. is communication, where it's receiving signals from other neurons. So they're talking to each other, just like you said, through the, uh, I say synapses, you say snaps. <laughs> um, so they're talking to each other. So that's a section. Another section that they do is the metabolism, and you've been talking about that. That's actually the chemical reaction that that takes the oxygen and the glucose. And then the repair, remodeling, and regeneration. It says that neurons live more than 100 years, so that means that we have the same neurons now as we did when we were born. That's kind of interesting. So what do you think about these three things? Because when I was reading this, I thought of three things. One is the communication between neurons. You could increase that by learning something new, just like you just said, and and applying it, you know, like learning a new language or learning the piano or something like that. And then for the metabolism of the brain, I was thinking, well, to help with that, we should all exercise you know cuz that helps our brains as well and then the third one with the repair remodeling and regeneration i was thinking what could help that is actually getting the sleep like you said earlier today um so what do you, what do you think about that
1: you're so on target i mean nail the the hit the nail on the head you absolutely nailed it something too that I'd like to point out to the listeners and the viewers is let's go back to communication. And and you're right. Communication is where we're talking about the snaps. You know what? We're going to have to Google the pronunciation of that and make (laughs) sure we get that. It's like tomato, tomato, tomato. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) But nonetheless, back to communication though. Um, Yes. That's the communication is your snaps. And so here's the, the two concepts about the communication I want to bring up. Number one is, you know, we can create new neurons. And the way you create the new neurons is you di- you've got to jiggle your stem cells to produce new neurons, and and the way you jiggle your neurons is through jiggling. Well, yes, <laughs> juggling. With, j- juggling? Yes, juggling helps really jiggling, conne- juggling. with connection. Um, j- but to to jiggle the neurons, to get the to jiggle the stem cells to create new neurons, exercise. Oh, because you are jiggling. That's exactly right, (laughs) aerobic exercise, and you're getting abnormal amounts of oxygen up in there too, right? So you're just creating new neurons. But what we don't realize is that those neurons, if we don't do something with those new neurons, doing something, meaning connect those new neurons to old neurons in the form Mm -hmm. of the synapse. Then they shrivel up and die. Yeah. So we've got to we've got to make that connection, right? And that connection is what you just said—the communication—and that's the next concept is, is, is we've got to connect those old new, new neurons, the old neurons. And the way you do that is you've got to learn something by new. learning. That's right. Right. Applying that, applying mental focus. Is that that
0: neuroplasticity that I've heard about?
1: That's exactly right. That's it. Creating new neurons and then connecting those new neurons. That's exactly right.
0: Because in my research, I was, I I learned, I, I think this is what I learned, that even people who have brain damage, if they learn something that is difficult, but not impossible, like that's why I brought up, learning a new language that's difficult but yes. not impossible or learning right. to play an instrument difficult but not impossible not things like right. crossword puzzles because those right. you you already you already know how to do a crossword puzzle but learning a new language you don't know how to do it so you're actually learning something new not just strengthening something that you already know how to do does that make sense?
1: that's exactly right Kathy and and now puzzles are nice you know right they're good but but you already know kind of how it works right with a foreign language you don't really know what's out there you you it's kind of the you're absolutely going turning over a new leaf. It's right? all great it's, to me. It's all pun, <laughs> pun intended, right? Pun intended. Let's get back to the communication. You know, I was telling about the two types of communication. So we've got the communication where we connect the old neurons to the new neurons. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, the new neurons to the old neurons. Right. And the second communication that we that that has just been released, has just been notified, has just been announced, has just been discovered the last maybe two years, is that we have. We create more neurons in our gut than we do our head. What? Yes, we really have a gut brain. So our brain is in our gut. That's why we're hungry. Well, we've got really we have because two we brains. Think
0: about food all the time.
1: <laughs> we have two. We have two brains. We have a gut brain and a head brain. And okay. so when we when we mesh the proper foods with our DNA, then that creates neurotransmitters that go up to our brain to. To nutri, to give nutrition to our brain cells to spur more communication. So Isn't got, that weird? It's called the vagus nerve, and the vagus nerve is what sends all the communication up to the brain and to the other organs of our body and back and forth. And and what I like to tell people is, you know, what happens in the, in the vagus in nerve? <laughs> it it doesn't stay in the vagus nerve. It's <laughs> got to get out. It's got to get out. So that is funny. You, you got to feed your vagus nerve. Wow. I mean,
0: who who would think that? Your neurons are created in your gut. That is yep. just so weird. Yep. But I'm you know, it's funny because I recently watched a show that is very old. I watched it on a plane. Call it was you probably you probably saw it, Avatar. Oh yeah. Like the 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 old one when they yes, it was the, it's the an movie. old you're right, it is an old movie. It's an old movie. Yeah. Where the guy um, you know, controls the body or whatever. And it's funny because we're talking about this whole gut. Brain thing, it's reminding me of that tree that controlled the life. Do you remember it? Think
1: way back. I don't remember that the tree aspect, but I do remember the the name of the avatar. Because i was always thinking, well, it, did they watch that movie to get the name Avatar to put on? You know, everybody wants my Avatar for right to be right.
0: connected So like exactly. Well, go back and and watch that movie and and see how the native people found everything was connected you know the the animals were connected to the people that were connected to the plants and and what you're talking about now because Avatar is you know it's a seriously old movie <laughs> and I just watched it it's all reminding me of that that how everything that we do is connected yep yeah very good. All right, so, so that was a think? good
1: that was a good article that we that we just digested. That
0: was good. Thank you for bringing that up, and I hope the listeners and the viewers enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: It was a pleasure to be with you, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me with you.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for the next co-hosting. We'll be talking about a different article. And um, where can people reach you
1: if they want to find you? janetrichpitman.com dot com. Janet Rich Pittman all and you know Kathy we're talking about all the things that, that drain our brain and we're going talking about how to pep up the brain and pop up the brain and get give it more power and I have I I, I experienced brain drain severely a couple of years ago and I was doing the research on the brain like oh my gosh this is me I've got to get it out so I have a, a booklets. People can read and they can download for free. Nine signs you're experiencing brain drain and ways to keep your brain fully charged. So viewers might uh, might be interested in comparing what we talked about today because it's parallel runs parallel directly with the little booklet that I wrote. Perfect, Janet. Yeah, they can get it. JanetRichPittman.com.
0: Perfect. So for the listener, head on over. I also have a link in the show notes. And we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement.